BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to another episode, another bonus episode of the What We Said podcast. I am Chelsea. And I'm JC. And we're so excited to get to... Okay, that's a rough start. We're so excited (laughs) to give you guys our best Advice. advice. And before we get into that though, because yes, you may be surprised that we have a bonus episode going up today. You might be like, wait, it's not the last Friday of the month. Well, you're lucky because we wanted to spoil you. We have an extra bonus episode this month in, um, what's the, not in remembrance of, in spirit of spooky Mm -hmm. season. So we're still going to have our normal bonus episode next Friday as well. So get ready for that. We are also just days away from our annual spooky story episode. It's so good. And it's so freaking spooky. It's so spooky. You guys are going to love it as usual. And yeah, we're also really close to our live show happening. Yes. So make sure to get tickets. Our virtual live show is just around the corner. If you guys want to hang out with us for the night. You guys just have to come. You just have to. You have no choice. It's going to be a great time. We're going to paint pumpkins. We're going to play trivia. It's October 27th. Make sure you get tickets. They're linked in the show notes. Uh, if you're list- looking at the podcast app, Spotify app, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also go to our Instagram at what we said podcast. You can get all the info there. It's going to be fun. We also did splurge. Like we said, we bought some skims for the mm-hmm. occasion. And if you want to match us, you should. Well, that would be hey, cute. That would be cute. Send us selfies. Uh, Chelsea and I have been watching some shows. We've mm-hmm. overlapped on two shows that we're watching. One was Squid Game. Yes. Which we both finished and watched. And I was talking about how gory it was Mm -hmm. and how dark it was. And this gave me an insight into Chelsea's (laughs) scary mind because she was like, I didn't didn't think it was that gory. And I'm like, "Mm, that was one of the most gory things I've ever watched in my whole life. No, I definitely thought it was gory. Like the first episode, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. But I got very used to it very soon. And I think I was saying, I think because I watch a lot like anime, anime is very gory, but it's cartoon. So mm-hmm. it's a little less shocking. It is more shocking when it's like real people and you see like the real blood and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it was dark though. It's very dark, very disturbing. Like there's a few episodes that are really just hard to like Psychologically it messes you up. Yeah. But overall, I did think it was like a really intriguing, good show. I loved it. Yeah. It's just kind of like one of those things you just like can't look away. Like you're on the edge of your seat. There were multiple episodes where I was also sweating. Like mm-hmm. my hands, I would tell Leif, I'm like, my hands are so sweaty right now. I know. And I would, I was watching with my little sister and my little brother and 
I am like such a vocal watcher as well. I just can't not say things like when something happens, I'm like, you better freaking not. Like, are you kidding me? And I was doing that a lot because it was so shocking, but I thought it was so, so good. Also, if you haven't watched it yet, you have to watch it in Korean and have English subtitles. Yeah, you'll forget about it. You won't even notice no, that there's subtitles. No, it's not bad. And also that opens you up to a world of shows you can watch if you can just get past like reading subtitles because people think that's like the worst thing in the world is to read subtitles. You need to watch the movie Parasite immediately. I know. I We do. have to watch it. it because of spooky season. It's kind of like, you know, spooky-ish, not mm-hmm. spooky, but like kind of dark, but it's one of the best movies. Like yeah. you have literally got to watch it. I know. I need to. It's um, been on my list for quite some time. So maybe we can watch that together because I've actually only seen it once. So I'd be down to watch it again. It's been like two years since I've seen it. Yeah. But, um, well, I was going to say, it'll open you up to a, a genre that like you can watch any show. Like if once you get used to reading subtitles and it's in a different language, it's not bad at all. Like no, you think you, you really can't forget focus about it. on it. Yeah. And you just read it. And also it's so much better to hear them and they're like, first language how it was supposed to be made right and how it was supposed to be delivered so because that's people's biggest thing with anime is that you have to read subtitles a lot which is just like after the first episode it's not a big deal no you forget the only thing is you kind of have to be like glued to it like you can't I would which like I look like. away yeah which I like too because I would look away and be doing something on my phone and then I would not know what the heck is happening exactly I can't understand them unless I'm reading it but also just a fun fact that I think is absolutely crazy is that one of the main characters on the show, one of the main girls, whose name I will attempt to pronounce, but I have really her not real name? sure. Yeah, her real name is Ho Yeon Chung. She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, she's and stunning. the second I was watching the show, I was like, she has to be a model or something because her face structure, she's just gorgeous. So I was like, I want to follow her on Instagram. And I looked her up, and at the time, she had like 14 something million followers. I was like, oh, so she's already a famous model. Like I didn't realize she was already a well-known person. And then someone messaged me and they were like, when the show came out literally a few weeks ago, she had 400,000 followers. That's insane. Look at her followers now. <gasps> almost 20 million. She has almost 20 million, 19.9 million followers. And I'm saying, I'm like, well, I understand why, because she's truly like, Stunning. first of all, that was apparently her first acting performance. Mm-hmm. If I read that correctly. And she was phenomenal. Yeah. She was an incredible actress. She's drop dead gorgeous. So I'm like, well, I understand the hype. So yeah. She did I did so follow good. her. She did very, very good. Mm-hmm. The whole show I thought was so good. I hope they do a season two. Yeah. The, uh, the other show that we've both been watching and it's not quite done, but when this comes out, it'll probably have like the last episode will have just dropped is Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. On Hulu. And it's so good. It's such a random cast. Yeah. I was like, what is this show? But I've absolutely loved it. I've enjoyed it so much. And I'm really excited to watch the last episode. And I feel like I had another thought that I was going to share about it, but I completely forgot. Selena Gomez is in it, obviously. And then um, Steve Martin and Martin Short are also in it. And they, yeah, they're very random, like randomly put together, but they work so perfectly together. And they're so funny. So funny. And it get. I think I like it because it's a little comforting because the way that the character that Selena Gomez plays is giving me Alex from Wizards of Waverly Place vibes where she's like kind of just the sassy, like, I don't know, edgy girl. girl. And that's why I love it. I love her in that role. Yeah. I love her. I love it. It's been 
so fun to watch. I remember what I was going to say. I do hate that the episodes come out weekly and it's just like really made me realize that when shows do that, where they come out every week, it makes me so much less inclined to watch them in general until I just want to wait until they're all out mm-hmm. so I can binge them all. Yeah. If Squid Game was coming out once a week, I don't know. I probably would still be into it, but it's like it takes months to finish a show and yeah. then you just kind of get over it. Like you forget about it and stuff. Yeah. So that's the only, my only complaint with that show is that it's just like so annoying to wait. The only fun thing, the pro about shows coming out like that is that it could be kind of like a fun weekly ritual, something to look forward to. Like, oh, it's Monday. Like, oh my gosh, like this show comes out or whatever like that. But yeah, I agree that if it's a show that I don't care about already, it's harder for me to stick with. Yeah, definitely. Okay. The seasons are changing y'all. And I have been very into my nighttime routine lately. I also have been washing my sheets weekly. Who is she? She's an adult. When I get into my bed, (laughs) yeah, true. I'm like, I've been cleaning up after myself. I'm crazy. Um, When I get into my clean Brooklinen sheets, they're comforter. They're everything. When I get out of the shower and I wrap myself in my plush Brooklinen bath sheet, it's called a bath sheet because it's bigger than an average towel. They just have such great products that Mm -hmm. enhance your life, make you feel so cozy and amazing, especially during this fall and winter season when you just want to be cozy. You know what I'm saying? Also, where you sleep is so important. I always want to feel like I'm at a hotel. When I'm asleep in my room, I want it to be zen. I want to sleep like royalty on the softest sheets. And that's what you're going to get with Brooklinen. Like I said, they also have like towels. They have loungewear, robes. I saw that they have eye masks, which you also need. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> go check it out. Nick loves our bath sheets from Brooklinen so much. He was like, I wish that I could put this on Sophie. Like after she got out of the bath and I was like, mm, absolutely, that's not. where I would have to draw the line. <laughs> but I do wish that she could experience because it's the best bath sheet, bath towel ever. Yes. Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. Brooklinen works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups, so you get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price. I'm talking buttery, soft, and breathable sheets, plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, and comfy loungewear you'll want to put on and never take off. They're so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty and fans are confident too. That's why they have over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code what we said to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E com and enter promo code what we said for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com promo code what we said. So fun fact about me is that literally one month after I got off my parents' health insurance, I got pregnant. So it was perfect timing. I had to look for my own health insurance. So if you're also just getting off your parents' health insurance, if you never had health insurance, if you're looking into it, you know, adult things, this is for you. It's called crowd health. So for many people in the U.S., if you're concerned about the cost of health insurance, there are no good options. As you know, you either go uninsured or pay through the nose for a high deductible plan with questionable coverage, all because of a broken health insurance system. Yay, we love to see it. It's like being stuck with an outdated cable TV plan and not knowing about 
Netflix. So that's where CrowdHealth comes in. It isn't health insurance. It's a better way to pay medical expenses. CrowdHealth is a community of people who are tired of paying for a broken system, a place where you can get a simple, flexible, and affordable way to pay for your health care. Being in the CrowdHealth community can save hundreds of dollars monthly and put thousands of dollars back in your pocket. So CrowdHealth is flexible. The membership is like a monthly subscription. You can start or stop when it's convenient for you. It's simple and transparent pricing customized to fit your needs. CrowdHealth lowers your monthly healthcare costs and you can see any doctor you want. It's also super simple. You can just use their app, find nearly any doctor in the country, ranked from one star to five star, scan bills, throw them away. CrowdHealth takes it from there, press a button to receive virtual care anytime, anywhere. Really just, you know, all the pros mm-hmm. and not all the cons with dealing with all this stuff. So CrowdHealth is able to offer amazing prices because of its community of health conscious members. But for a limited time, our listeners are going to get their first month free. And after you've been a member, CrowdHealth will include a fitness wearable. That's 30 days to try risk-free plus the fitness wearable. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com slash fit and enter code what we said at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com slash fit promo code what we said. CrowdHealth is not insurance. It's a community powered alternative. Terms and conditions may apply. Should we get into this advice? Yes. Collins. Okay. Hi, girls. First of all, I love you guys and genuinely feel like you're my best friend. So thank you for that. I need advice about my boyfriend of three years. We started dating in high school when I was 15 and he was 17. It was great for the first two years. I was head over heels in love with him. But this past year, we started college and I started to be a lot more independent. He has a history of being really controlling and doesn't really like when I go out and have fun. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. Um, He literally wanted to get married as soon as I turned 18, and I feel like it was only to make himself feel more secure. Obviously, I said no way, lol. He's gotten better at not being so controlling, but I still feel held down by him. He really is a great guy and the kind of person I want to marry someday. But recently, I found myself feeling like I want to date around for fun and enjoy being young in my late teens and early 20s. I have so much fun and feel most myself when I'm with my girls and my family. And when I'm with him, I'm just not as in love as I used to be. But I'm scared I'll regret it and be sad and lonely if I break up with him because he really is my best friend. I feel terrible for even feeling this way. Help. Love y'all. Break up with him. Break up with him immediately. Take a break. And you'll know. Like, you'll know after. But give yourself some time. Don't give yourself like a week or something like that. Give yourself months and months and months. For all of my young girls out here listening, you don't need to marry the person. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not hating on, you know, your high school sweetheart. I think that's amazing. But especially if you're not even feeling it, you really are so young and you have yeah. so much self-exploration to do. So many friendships and relationships that you're going to have in your life. Go have fun. Go figure out what you like, what you don't like. Don't marry someone when you're 18 or 19 years old. I know you're not, she's not even considering that, but like, it just terrifies me when girls are like, well, I guess I'll just marry him. I'm like, what do you know? Yeah. Like, it sounds like you already knew the answer as well, totally. which is the only reason that I'm so blatantly like break up with him mm-hmm. before it's too late. Uh, by the way that you wrote about it. It's like, you're not as in love with him anymore. He's kind of controlling. He doesn't want you to have fun. It sounds like he needs some time. So even if he is the one for you down the road, you need to take a long break. Mm-hmm. I agree. A long break. And then that's when you'll know after the break if it's like, Oh my oh, gosh, I'm this- so glad I'm out of that and I need to move on and whatever. Or he had time to learn, you had time to learn, you can come back together as a stronger couple. But you are going to be lonely and miss him. Like if you've been dating for this long, it's probably a comfort thing where yeah. it's a part of your, you know, everyday life. 
That's what I'm saying. Wait months. Yeah. And when it switches up, it is going to be uncomfortable, but don't mistake that discomfort for being like, I have to get back with him. Don't mistake loneliness for love. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, I just started my freshman year of college and I need some advice. It's pretty hard so far. So I'd like to incorporate, I'm like, drop out. (laughs) Yeah, that's all you need to know. So I'd like to incorporate more exercise and movement into my daily routine to improve my mental and physical well-being, but I'm not sure how. For a bit, I was taking walks for about 30 minutes in the morning and listening to what we said, but now it's starting to get cold where I live. So I won't be able to take morning walks anymore without freezing to death. I would go to the gym on campus, but I have to wear a mask the whole time and it makes it so hard to breathe. I want to do aerobic exercises, so that could be a problem to say the least. The gym is also kind of far from my dorm, which means that I probably couldn't go when it's raining or snowing. Lastly, I would just exercise in my dorm room, but my roommate is there all the time. I'm sorry, but there's no way I'm exercising while she's there, lol. I'm a morning person and she's a night owl, so our schedules don't allow me to exercise when I want. She does her homework in our room, and I can't exactly kick her out because she doesn't like studying anywhere else. Also, I like to do yoga, but since our room is so small, I always end up kicking the bed or something. Not exactly relaxing. I want to improve my health, but I feel really stuck in this situation. You guys have been there for me since early high school. Oh, that's cute. Also, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I'm like, also, I'm old. Okay. Yeah. You guys have been there for me since early high school, and I'm so happy that your podcast can keep me company now that I'm in college. College is hard, but you guys help me more than you know. Thank you. P.S. Do you know when the new Balance Boss course is coming out? I was going to say... Yes. Yes. I got something perfect for you. Before we get into like some more specific advice for you, our course launches October 19th, which is two days ago. Three days ago. Yeah. Three days ago. So it's going to be available at this time. It's a PDF. It's all about like thriving in college, finding Finding balance. balance. Yeah. And it's about, you know, how to stay healthy. It gives you good study methods. There's a little calendar in there you can print out, some time blocking graphics and stuff. It's really, really helpful for college girls. So if you want to check that out, go to our Instagram at Balanced Boss Co. or our website, which is balancedboss.co. Balanced Boss, if you couldn't catch that. Yeah. But anyways, back to your specific situation. You got a lot of excuses. I I was going to say, you need to, if you really want to make it a priority, you're the only one who can make it happen. Mm -hmm. So it might have to be going to the gym when it's cold. It might have to be, you know, like, yeah, you know, what's going to be the best option available for you. Mm -hmm. And don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be looking so forward into the future. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do this. Just worry about today. Take it one day at a time. What can I do today? I don't know if your roommate is cool or not cool, but even if you could talk to her and just be like, hey, I really want to do just like a 30 minute workout every day around like this time. Mm -hmm. Would I be able to have, you know, the room? Yeah. The room or my own space for that time. Also, she said she likes aerobic exercises, but then she said she likes yoga, right? Yeah. Well, she likes walking, but it's going to be too cold. And then she does like to do aerobic exercises, which she was saying, I think at the gym, it's hard to wear a mask and do them. Okay. But you're going to have to just suck it up and do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because if you really want to take your health into, you know, as a number one priority for you, then sometimes you do have to make sacrifices Mm -hmm. and you're going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like, we don't really know everything about your schedule, about your routine, about where you live. So really only you can figure out a way. Mm -hmm. But I have faith that you can figure out a way, that you will. Because it sounds like you do want it, but it's like you're in that stage that I think so many people can relate to. Where It's like you want to do something and the first things that come to mind are all the excuses why you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
you're genuinely just like, I don't think I can like this and this and this. And then you just kind of give up because you're like, whatever, it's too much of a hassle, but you can do it. You're going to get there. You're going to find something that works for you. And again, don't worry too much about long-term. Just like think about what can I do today? What can I do this week? Mm -hmm. And then go from there. Definitely. Okay. Hello, ladies. Big fan here. I just started a month ago as a digital coordinator at a company and I absolutely love it, but it's really hard finding boundaries with social media usage. Content planning is a huge part of my job, so I'm on my phone for at least six hours a day. I also have a side business with my sister, so I do marketing and social for that as well. I want to be somewhat present on my personal social media account, keeping up with friends from college and fun, mindless personal scrolling. But once I get home, I feel so drained and I don't even want to look at my phone. This ain't good for business, ladies. My question, what are some tips y'all have for managing social media usage? What are some boundaries I could put in place for work, side business, and personal social accounts? Well, Chelsea and I might not be the best people to ask because we just... She's um, like, I can't get myself to look at my phone. I'm like, <laughs> can't relate. <laughs> no, she said, no. Oh yeah, she did say that, huh? Um, no, I was going to say because we did like our screen time and our downtime on our phones. Like we set that up on our iPhones to try and have boundaries with social media to be like, okay, we're having only two hours a day on this app, whatever. Worst decision of my life. Worst decision. It was so annoying. It would be like... Chelsea would be trying to send me a photo, couldn't send it, had to be like ignoring the, you know, notification limit thing. And it got annoying. So I would have said that a few months ago, I'd have been like, oh, set the timers. But like, honestly, it's so annoying that I don't even recommend it. Yeah. And it doesn't even help that much. I feel like a small step that I've been trying to do is notice when I'm getting on my phone completely like, out of habit. Out of habit and not out of necessity at all. Mm-hmm. So if I'm watching a show with Leif and I like reach for my phone, I try and be like very cognizant. Is that the correct word? I don't know. But just be real with myself and be like, do I need to be getting on my phone? Again, I don't know if that's not your problem because I guess you're saying you're just on your phone so much you don't even want to look at your phone when you get home. But you need personal space anyway. So you shouldn't feel bad for not wanting to be on your phone when you get home. Like you just need to set hours for yourself. Sometimes it's hard when you run your own business to set, you know, to have a normal work schedule like other people, because really it's all up to you. But maybe when you get home at six or seven, it's like, okay, no more phone. And that's just how it is. And that gives you a fresh break. Yeah. And also the balance between it is hard when you're on Instagram for work and personal, where it's like, you do want to catch up with people and you do want to like talk to people. Maybe they like, you know, she said, stay in touch from college or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think something that works for me at least is separating them in my mind and also like on my to-do list basically. So if I have things that I have to post, like for example, the what we said stories, they go up on Tuesdays. And so I think of that first where it's not like, okay, I'll get on Instagram and then I'll post the stories. It's like, that is a task. uh, Yeah. An individual task. That's all my to-do list, like post these stories. And then get so off. I do that, yeah. And then I get off because I have other things that I need to do on my to-do list, basically. Or other tasks I have to do on my email or whatever it is. So I think if you have things like for your businesses that you are, you know, it's hard for you to even get on Instagram. So it's like, okay, and then I forget to post about, you know, my side business or whatever it is. You have to write it down or you have to have a way where whatever it is on your calendar, wherever you write down like what you need to do for the day. You need to add it on there as its own tasks. tasks, Exactly. And I think the more like, it just gets muddy when you're like on social media for a million different reasons. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, work, pleasure, whatever. But like you said, it's not 
intentional. So yeah. you get on and it's just like, okay, I posted for this company. Now I've been scrolling to keep up with my college friends for a little bit. Oh, now I need to post for this. Then at the end of the day, you're just like, I feel so overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I was just on my phone all day. I did get stuff done, but I also did a lot of stuff that I didn't need to do. Exactly. So when you, yeah, are a little bit more intentional and you have things written down in your to-do list, tasks to get done, you just get a little bit more organized. Between that and giving yourself like hours, mm-hmm. I think you'll be golden. Yeah. Okay. Hello, girls. I've been listening to the podcast since your first episode, and I truly feel like you guys are my friends. I'm in need of some relationship advice from my besties because I know you'll keep it real with me. You know we will. Mm -hmm. I've been dating a guy for the last year and a half. He is truly the sweetest, most patient man I've ever known and also my first serious relationship. I'm 26. But when it comes to attraction, I don't ever feel like I want to jump his bones. Don't please don't get me wrong. I obviously think he's cute, but for some reason, I just never feel in the mood. How important is SEX and sexual attraction in a relationship? If I'm not sexually attracted to him, doesn't mean he isn't the one. Is it normal to have doubts about our relationship, but also feel like I would be sad and regret breaking up with him? This is also new to me and I'm not sure if this is normal. Thanks for listening, girls. I really appreciate you and always look forward to spending my Tuesdays with you. First of all, I just want people to know like this stuff's so hard to talk about. I feel like for girls, like there's so much shame around, you know, sex and all that, whatever, in terms of like sex drive or like in your relationships. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's also a very private matter as well, where it's like people don't really need to know your business, but right. it also is okay to like ask for advice about it. Anyways. So what I'm trying to say is you shouldn't feel like ashamed of anything by right. any means. But it is Um, a valid concern. Exactly. So I was going to say, there's maybe a couple things to look at. I'm not a sex therapist by any means, but is it like you have no sex drive in general where it's like, you know. You don't feel that way about anyone you never have? You never have the, like, you know, the inclination to want to do something sexual in general. Mm -hmm. Or is it just kind of with him where it's like, you know. The reason I'm saying this is because it could just be like a low libido. Mm Mm-hmm. And it could really have nothing to do with him if you if you do love him and you are like you do think he's cute but sexually attractive. I don't know. Again, it's it's hard for me to say because I don't know everything about your relationship. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard because everyone does feel so different. Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, if you don't want to have sex with him, then that is very much a problem. Yeah. Like in you know in a marriage, like you, yeah. I think. Well, she's know. been dating him for just a year and a half as well. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're looking forward and being like, am I going to marry this person? Like, do I think it's important to be, like, pretty sexually attracted to them? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because I don't want to say, like, yep, yep, you need to break up. Because it's like, I don't know if this is, like you said, a low libido situation. Exactly. Or if it's, like, literally just him. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, you kind of have to look at, is this just, like, a me and him not having that kind of chemistry together? Right. Or, also, sex is about more than, like, physical attraction. I feel like it's also, like, an emotional connection and yeah. stuff. So maybe that part of it is not there for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's – again, there's so many things that go into sex drive and sex and all of that stuff. And like I said, I'm not a sex therapist, but I do know that there's so much that can go into it because it's, like, there are people who struggle with it because of – like maybe they grew up in a religious household. So then they like have shame around sex even when they're allowed to have it or whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. it's like you have, you know, traumatic experiences. There's lots of things to look into. So it's very hard to give advice on this from like just a very basic surface level. Definitely. Story. So that is my, my only advice is to maybe like 
you know, ask yourself some clarifying questions. Mm -hmm. Like there's lots of things that can contribute to a low libido as well, Mm -hmm. like a low sex drive. So also there's nothing wrong with you and you shouldn't feel ashamed at all. No, definitely not. If there's other things as well, though, besides just like sexually attractive, it's like, yeah, he's a good guy. And I think he's cute. Maybe he isn't the one, you know, if there's nothing else that goes into it. Yeah. My immediate reaction to that was just no, because she said she doesn't want to jump his bones. I see that as an issue. (laughs) Yeah. For a future. Yeah. Okay. Girls, I do need your help since there is no one I want to talk about this situation, but it is constantly on my mind. Me and my boyfriend of seven years want to build a future together. We're both 27. My boyfriend got back in touch with a girl from his past recently. No. Okay. They were dating, quote unquote, back then. Back when they were 14, only kissing. It was not a serious thing. They were primarily Uh. friends. She recently broke up with her long-term boyfriend. So as a girl, Double, uh. <laughs> so as a girl, I immediately thought this is suspicious. Why is she reaching out now after all those years? She asked him to go on a walk to see each other again after all these years. Triple. Uh. Why is she doing this? <laughs> and why is he going along with it? Okay. Why is this conversation even continuing on? He told me about her reaching out and about their friendship slash childhood relationship back then and asked me if it would be okay if they met up. No. He didn't sound too excited about her and the meeting, so I didn't think too much of it and said it would be fine. But I did a sneaky thing. I started checking their text messages whenever he took a shower. I know bad, but I was too nosy. Everything seemed fine. She always started the conversation and seemed more interested in him than the other way around. They met once. He told me about the meeting. Everything was fine. He works as an architect. She's a nurse. And a lot of their messages are revolving around their different work experiences. Two days ago, he took a shower. And after weeks, I looked into the messages again. She told him about a training she recently had. It was about mobilizing patients in the hospital that can't move themselves. And she said she wants to train that on him. No. It was Get the F out of here. It was meant in a funny way. Still, what? Then they were talking about her new apartment and he asked for pictures. She didn't have any, so he wrote, or I visit you in your new place. Dude, what are, why are we even still speaking? Why are you asking for advice on this? Then we can watch a movie and train mobilizing. Girl, you know. I was in shock. I tried to be normal around him the following days. I can't confront him because I, I went behind his back to read those messages as well. What do you think about that? My thoughts are revolving about these words constantly. I mean, that sounds flirty, right? I'm very disappointed in him. The cherry on top, you ask, I saw he deleted the movie and mobilizing text from the messages. What in the world should I do? Please help girls. Okay, first of all. She put a sad face too. So this is like, she's very bummed. Exactly. First of all, you have nothing to be ashamed of by snooping on his phone because you found something, okay? So <laughs> your gut was correct. Your gut girl. was correct. And you need to bring it up to him and you need to be like, I looked through your phone. I had a feeling and I'm sorry that I looked through your phone, but I'm glad I did, honestly. Because like, I was right. Because I was right. And you have been sending weird messages to her. I don't feel comfortable with this. And honestly, I feel like it's gone too far. I saw you deleted these. Like you need to like straight yes. up say everything because obviously, you know, it's like that's, you, you just know, obviously, because you wrote in about it, but- and if he even dares try to turn the conversation on towards you. you and say, like, how dare you read my messages, nope. then you need to leave. I'm not kidding. Like, you need to be like, okay, this is not okay that you're turning this on me. Like, this is about you breaking my trust. Right. And obviously, the trust is broken. So yeah. That's no, not that's, okay. That's not okay. He is— he's, he's, he's sneaking around behind your back. He is sneaking around f- straight up. And the fact that he's deleting those messages is even more 
sneaky. Yes. It shows that he's not in, innocent completely. He's not no. just being a, you know, silly little, he's not in a silly goofy mood, okay? He no. is being sneaky and you need to call him out. I mean this in the most, and, and I'm saying this out of compassion for you because I want the best for you, bestie. You need to honestly- You need to drop his Break a. up with him. Yeah. Before he breaks up with you or before he like goes with this girl. Cheats, yes. And cheats further. Do you think that what he's doing right now is cheating? Yes. Me too. I'm, I feel like that is, it's talking to another girl. It's emotionally, deleting messages. It's emotionally cheating. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. You need to, you need to leave. You need to bring it up first. You See, need to leave. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> he's got to go. Yeah. And also, she's got to go. She's got to go as well. There's no reason. I was even thinking as I'm reading these messages, like, send me pics of your new place. Like, there's no reason. There's no need for this. No. Why are they talking? They don't need to be talking. No. And if you have a gut feeling. It's right. It's right. And also, I'm very sorry for your situation because that would just make my stomach turn. Yes. So I feel very bad. And my hopes and my thoughts and my prayers are with you. Okay. Hello, girls. Congrats on 10 million downloads. I have listened to every episode and my boyfriend now loves to listen to what we said when we go on road trips. I said something the other day and he goes, you sounded like JC when you said that. (laughs) So I guess he's hooked too. Here's some background on what I need advice on. My boyfriend moved to my college town with me, even though he isn't going to school. Wait, so is he going to be listening to this episode and being like, sorry, you're writing it about me? (laughs) (gasps) He's going to know, bestie. (laughs) This might not normally seem huge, but my college town is in the middle of nowhere. And the only thing here is the college. He's working and he doesn't know what he wants to do yet, but I do. I need to go to grad school for another two years to get the degree needed for my dream job. He wants to move back to our hometown after I'm done with undergrad to try and get into a career instead of doing random jobs that he isn't passionate about. There is only one grad school in state that has my program, but it's definitely not the best option. The best programs are states away, and I have been telling him for the last week about the amazing opportunities for me there. He doesn't seem opposed to moving again, but he would definitely rather go back to our hometown. His mom also wants us to get married and have babies ASAP, and I am not ready for that. Okay. <laughs> can't she, that. she brings up the fact that I am almost done with school, so we can settle down a lot, and it stresses me out. I have told her I want to go to grad school before, but I'm not sure she knows that means moving states away. My boyfriend is her youngest, and they really— are so close. So us moving the first time has been really hard on her. How do I deal with feeling pressure by his mom to settle down and start a family? I want that with him, but I want to be established in my career before we do that. Since he moved here with me, should I move home for a few years with him before going to grad school? Okay. Here's the thing about relationships. There's always going to be compromise. Like it would be toxic for me to be like, he needs to do everything you want to do because it's like, there's two people in this relationship, obviously. Mm -hmm. So you do have to consider what he wants. Mm Mm-hmm. But also not what his mom wants. No, the mom's there's out of two the people in the relationship, not three. Especially because she's not even your mother-in-law yet. I mean, did she say they want to get married? Uh, yes. She just doesn't want to like settle down yet. Okay, so I'm sure maybe if you're planning on getting married in the future, but it bothers me so much when people pressure their kids. Mm-hmm. to settle down and have kids. Like it just bothers me. Maybe it's because I've you know, been going through infertility, but like when people are like babies, babies, like where are the babies? I'm just like, can you stop? Like, yeah. first of all, let people be on their own timeline. Having kids is a massive decision and a yes. huge life change. Let's not rush that for anyone. And then I don't know, again, I'm coming from a completely different perspective, but it's like, you also never know how long it's going to take. I just hate exactly. when people are like just pressuring people in that way. And especially because it seems like you're young. Like, yeah. why do you have to settle down and have kids immediately? That's just, 
or even just settle down in the first place. Like, I feel like you should be um, having fun and exploring. What? Just like standing. Chelsea's already standing over me. No biggie. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to have to stretch my leg out. That's fine. No, I 100% agree with you. I think it is hard because in a relationship, you both have dreams and hopes and like you're not going to align on every single thing of like, Mm -hmm. we both want to live in this exact place. We both want to do this exact thing. So I think both of you guys have to kind of say like, okay, what are like some of our, what we think non-negotiables personally? Like if you're like grad school is like kind of a non-negotiable for me. And if he's like, you know, not willing to move as well, then you're going to, I don't know. It's hard to like give specific advice. Right. But- it depends on your relationship and how serious you are, because I'm always inclined to say like, you're young, put yourself first. Like if you want to, mm-hmm. like, I don't want you to put stuff on hold for a guy, but if it's literally the love of your life and you're like, yeah, you know, then I feel like you can find a compromise. But I mean, my gut tells me to like, do what you want to do because I don't want you to regret it or have resentments later. Like, oh, I you know, moved home to be with you when I should have just gone to grad school yeah. and followed my gut and what I wanted. And I just did this because your mom's annoying. And now I'm, now I'm annoyed. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Cause it's like, if you're willing to have like your second option of like where you would want to go for grad school. And then that way you guys aren't moving too far away. Cause he still does want to be home, but you're also not like moving straight back to your hometown and having kids right away mm-hmm. and getting married and doing all that stuff. So I think uh, go with your gut on what is most important to you. And then what's what are some things you're like, maybe I'm being like a little too, like I can let up a little bit because I want you to be happy as well. Right. But yeah. Compromise and all but don't things. forget about yourself. For sure. Okay. First, I wanted to say I discovered you guys over quarantine and have been obsessed ever since. My friends and I recently road tripped to Dallas and Nashville, and I got them all obsessed with the podcast from listening on the long drive. Fun. I seriously recommend what we said to everyone thinking about trying out podcasts. That's so nice. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll send you a check. <laughs> well, here it goes. I recently started an Instagram dedicated to fashion and all the outfits I put together since I eventually want to be a personal stylist. I was hesitant at first of what people would think, but JC always says, do what you love and people who make fun of it wish they had the courage to do it too. So I went for it. I go to Kansas State University and recently people have been downloading the app Yik Yak, where you can anonymously post things on a large community feed. Recently, someone posted about me saying that I make them cringe and someone (gasps) else responded to it, bashing on my Instagram saying it's the fashion Instagram for me. Why is that a freaking insult? Why does this person think they're insulting you? Okay. Because I think it's stupid that she's trying to do something. Um, I'm very sensitive and this really got to me. I cried for hours, took the handle to it out of my personal Instagram's bio and even thought about deleting it. I always look at influencers who get hate comments and think I wouldn't care all about hate comments because I would know they're just jealous. (laughs) But I'm now realizing how much it truly hurts when people come at your personality and something you're already a little bit insecure about. How do I deal with people saying things like this? I can't cry for two hours every time someone says something mean, but I also am so hurt knowing that people see me this way. I know they're just insecure, but it doesn't make me feel better because I know that to some degree they mean it. Anyways, love you girls. And thank you so much for all the laughs and advice. Chelsea, I told everyone I know about your pregnancy as if I personally know you. JC, I die at every single one of your TikToks and get so excited when you post a vlog. I don't know what I'd do without you girls. So sweet. I want to cry. cry, girl. First of all, put the freaking Instagram back in your bio yeah. now. You're not deleting it. No. And second of all, well, <laughs> you took <laughs> my first of all. Like, first of all, um, 
they get easier. I want to say that, first of all. Like, the... The hate? The hate comments of things that you're insecure about, they do hurt worse when you hear them for, like, the first time. Mm-hmm. They're, like, shocking. And then after a while, even if people just continually make fun of you, it might get, like, exhausting and annoying, but it won't cut as deep. Because Definitely. you'll start to, with time, just become more confident in it and, and realize that, like, what you do and your worth and your talents and your opinions have nothing to do with anybody else. Like, and what they think about you has nothing to do with, like, your value or your worth. And also, what a waste of time to go on a, a app, right? It's like, yuck, yuck. Mm-hmm. Why did they bring that app back? Do you remember that app, freaking app? When we were, <sighs> like, college age, that came out. Nick actually was, like, a famous yik yacker. I'm sorry. All of his yik yaks at BYU-Idaho would get, like, so many. They'd be at the top. They were always so funny. But he's, his were never mean. He, his were just funny. What the heck? Well, also, I want to take it back to the quote. I don't know where we shared it, but, like, we saw it on Instagram. And it, it oh, it, it was not on the podcast. So, okay. So, this is the first for you guys hearing this. I saw some people repost it. And it says, like, it's better to create nothing and then criticize others, which is exactly what these people are doing. Yeah. Anyone, this is what you need to keep in mind. You'll find that the people who are like following their dreams and like whatever are usually very supportive of other people who are trying to do the same because they know how hard it is and how much courage it takes to like do your own thing and subject yourself to criticism and stuff like that. I've noticed it's like anyone I know who is an entrepreneur in any way or just they don't even have to be an entrepreneur, but like who goes after kind of what they want and like lives life on their own terms are normally very, very supportive and super uplifting. And then it's the people who are not like that, who hate their job, who don't, whatever, that are criticizing. And there's a common denominator there. They're unhappy. They're not super, no one that's super happy and fulfilled is going around on yik yak commenting about your fashion Instagram. No. Because they're busy doing their own thing and they don't care. And they also think it's cool that you're going after what you want. And also who says they are like the God of fashion? No. It's like, like they're probably wearing freaking forever 21. Yeah. Uh, we don't need your opinion. No. It, people's opinions, again, Do don't not have matter. to matter to you if you don't let them. And also- I've seen the forums. I've had people talk crap about me. I've seen the forums. I get like mean YouTube comments, mean TikTok comments. Like it really, it's like you said, it does get easier. And the first time that it's happening, it cuts you so deep. I used to cry about comments. Mm -hmm. I have not cried about a comment in years. Yeah. Because you just get thicker skin, honestly. Yeah. And it sucks that that has to be the way the world is, but- don't ever stop doing what you love because someone told you it was stupid. Like, can't stress that enough. Every single, like, famous, successful person also always tells the story of when they first started. And it's always the same exact thing. It's always exactly yep. like that. Like, well, when I first started, you know, rapping at my school, I everyone People, thought I was so cringe and everyone thought I was so stupid. And now look at me. I'm selling out, you know, stadiums. Right. Also, uh, Jack Harlow, if you guys know him, I love him. He was on uh, Hot Ones. Have you seen that episode? Uh-uh. Um, and he was basically saying like something about a critic. And he was saying the least brave thing that you could do is be in the business of critiquing people. Like it is so not brave of you to critique others. It takes no bravery whatsoever. No at all. And so it's just like the lowest of the low to like is. critique and to pick apart other people. That's so easy. It takes no talent whatsoever to like pick apart other people's flaws. That's 
I could do that in a heartbeat. And it's such a waste of time as well. And it only brings them lower. Give it literally no energy. Yeah. Give it nothing. But also know that it, we do know what it feels like to be critiqued and it does. It does does make you cry sometimes. But especially like you said, when you, it is something you're already a little bit sensitive about. That's Mm -hmm. completely normal to feel just bummed and like, but it will get easier. If you stop your fashion Instagram, I'm going to be pissed. Just keep going and it'll all work out. You got to do what you love. You Mm got to do what you're interested in and what lights you up and what makes you happy because that's the biggest priority. Would you rather listen to these people and not be doing what like feeds your soul and what makes you feel excited? Preach. And then also they win on top of it? Yeah. It's going to be enough for me. You got this. I believe in you. Okay, next one. Hi, girlies. Your podcast is stellar and you guys are just great. I need some help with the situation. I work at a car dealership as a receptionist accounting clerk. I'm on a contract covering someone's maternity leave. However, my boss as well as the dealership owner have both already said they will make a new position for me when my contract is over. Now here's where I need some advice. I absolutely love this job. The hours are great. The people are awesome. It's literally a dream job except for the pay. I'm currently being paid roughly $4 above minimum wage, which is great and all, but I'm still living paycheck to paycheck. Normally, I would just waltz into my boss's office and ask her for a raise, but here's where it gets sticky. I live an hour away from work, and usually I'm the one who runs errands at work, like banking, mail, and everything else. So because of that, they've given me a gas allowance and have told me to fill my car as much as I need. So really, I never pay for gas, ever. And because of that, and the fact that I am still on contract, I feel weird asking for a pay raise, but at the same time, I don't make enough to pay my bills and live. Awesome. So what do I do? Need your words of wisdom on this. Thanks and much love from Canada. Okay. My first thought is when does the maternity, like when does the contract end? Because when you renegotiate kind of, and you're going into, you know, like you said, they're making a new new position for you, then maybe you could be like, okay, well, now that I've kind of had my trial, maybe I could have a little bit of a raise just to cover some things, but also it, is it like not paying for your bills in terms of like, you're being so stingy and you still can't cover everything. Or is it like, you know, you spend a lot on other things and it's like, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm not trying to shame you again, but it it depends if you literally, if it's not enough for you to survive and live, Mm -hmm. or if it's just like, you're cutting it close Maybe you still, like, you. everyone has to start somewhere. How old is she? Or where is she? What's her experience? Uh, she say. didn't say. Like, everyone has to start somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's never, like, you don't want to be too, I guess, entitled to be like, I deserve way more than this if you're, like, just starting out in this industry or yeah. whatever you're doing. But at the same time, it's like you have to, number one, know your worth and know what you need. And if you literally do not have enough money to pay your bills, then point blank period, you need to find a different job or you need to ask for a raise. Yeah, exactly. So if you're like, I cannot even pay my basic bills, then yeah, it should make sense for them to give you a raise where it's like, hey, I want to do this job, but I literally can't do it full time and still survive. So I have to pick one or you're going to have to give me a raise. Also, you should never feel dumb asking for a raise, even if you feel like you already are making more than you deserve, because what's the worst case scenario? They're just going to say no. And you're going to get paid the same amount that you're getting paid now. I would definitely ask, yeah. especially when you, yeah, renegotiate, be like, hey, here's what I'm looking at. You can like crunch numbers even and be yeah. like, this is how much of a raise I would need to continue. And let me know if that works for you. If not, I'm going to have to find, something, find else. something else. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. Agreed. 
Get that coin, baby girl. Yeah, get that coin. But also, I don't want to tell you to quit and then you can't find another job because it's like, if this one's already paying you well and it's like, you don't have other work yeah. experience, I don't want you to be like, Jesus, you're right. <laughs> just again. walking She's around. Like, homeless, but like, cool. Yeah. Um, so maybe look at different ways that you can, if you don't get the raise mm-hmm. and it's like, you still want to work here and you don't, you know, you can't get something, what you know, somewhere else. Maybe look for into a little side hustle. Mm-hmm. Or is, is there something it's like, oh, you're just used to paying this much for clothes or this much for whatever that and it's you like. You cut back out a little or yeah. be a little bit more frugal. I'm not saying sure. like, you know, take out every joy in life, but Definitely. maybe one, one joy a week. <laughs> maybe Starbucks. Yeah. Psych. <clears throat> Literally completely opposite. Yeah. Um, Two weeks ago, we were like, do not let people tell you to not buy there. Live your dream buy life. Buy whatever you want to buy. This week, we're like, you need to cut back. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoyed our little bonus advice episode. Don't forget to get tickets to our live event. It's next week. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a party. The tickets will be linked in the show notes. So go check those out. Go follow our Instagram at what we said podcast. Happy Friday. We love you. And that's That's what what we said. said. Bye.